this is the Pie Boy Podcast. Hey, it's Sparky from the Pie Boy Podcast. Welcome back. So we're getting back to the book today, uh, chapter seven. And this one's titled Mom. The first date my dad and mom went on was at a house party where a drunk girl kept touching my mom's hair. Not a good choice. It made her so mad she was boiling hot. The girl proceeded to touch my mom's hair. My mom finally freaked out and beat the living shit out of a girl in front of everyone at the party, including my dad's crew. She then went on partying like nothing happened. All my dad's buddies loved her after that. They said she was the toughest person they had ever met and loved that she didn't take shit off of anyone, including my dad. She said it was good for him. He needed to be balanced out and called out even if he didn't like it. My whole life, my dad's buddies would tell me the story of that night and the impression it left on them. At my dad's 50th birthday, some of them um, I had never met before brought it up and were so funny to tell me the stories when they knew my stepmom was right there. They didn't give a honk. They were talking about my mom, who they loved, maybe even a little more than my dad because of my sister and I. There was a kid on my baseball team growing up and his dad went to school with my mom. The dude used to sit behind her in band and make fun of her, teasing her for wearing glasses and other petty stuff like that, until the day she showed up standing much taller than the little pipsqueak. She went on to put the fear of God in him. Her exact words. Uh, she made fun of him for being a little wimpy guy who picked on girls. Mom had a hard time with school and dealing with people. She has always claimed to not play nice with others, mostly girls and mean people. She was friends with the guys because of the common drama she had with other women. She likes drama-free situations. The guys gave her mad respect because she would kick their ass if she didn't, or if they didn't. Mom grew up tough with young parents that had a lot to deal with. Money addictions mom has always been bad to the bone but also such a big heart for certain things and people mom has told me forever all she wanted for from her dad was him to be proud of her i know gramps in the end was proud of her however however most of their relationship was trained strained because of many things i can't explain nor do i want to uh, they both were to blame Sometimes Gramps came off as an asshole, which I can contest to, but he was very caring and protective of his family and friends. He was not just the best teacher at times. I heard the story once how mom had stepped on a bee's nest near their house and started to scream bloody murder. Gramps heard it and came running. He jumped a fence to snatch up my mom and save her from the bees swarming her. He was the hero, but he could be scary too. Mom and Gramps were the closest, which makes sense since mom was the baby of the family and the black sheep who needed 
tending to. Grandma had her struggles with addiction and other things, which I know affected her and Graham's parenting or lack of when the kids were younger. I can't imagine the problems and struggles Grams and Grams dealt with as people in their early 20s in the 1960s America with three little wild kids. Mom has always done things her way, no matter the cost. She sees life in a different way. She has a criminal mastermind. She has used it for good and bad. She has always been tough and unwilling to be flexible uh, flexible about certain things like respect and paying attention. She is a survivalist and so independent. She is crafty and a master gardener. She can make something out of nothing. Very creative. I have always admired that. She's also a tradeswoman with lots of um, skills um, that she got certifications in, which I always thought was really cool. I was proud of her of that. Um, this is a snapshot of my mom and not the entire picture. She is a special lady and bigger character than I can describe in words or multiple books. What I have given you is some context, some clues about her that end up being clues about me. You will hear, you will hear more stories about her and me. That matters more than her origin stories. Those are her stories. I can only tell the stories that are shared with her and or passed on to me. Yeah, so there's a little there's a little something about my mom. Um, I'm sitting here reading this. I've been working on it for a little bit. And let me tell you, writing about your family, writing about your mom and your dad is really hard, no matter what situation you come from. And as you listen in and tune in, you can see what my situation is. I don't have to describe it to you again. You just got to listen and read. Um, but... I'm sitting here looking at this picture of my mom probably when she was like a junior, like a sophomore or junior in high school. And she had uh, dressed up with my aunt and two of their friends um, as their like favorite band. And it was Shadow Boxer, which I guess was a popular band back in the early 80s. Um, I don't know much about them, but I've heard of people liking them. Um, I know my mom has a ticket from the concert still. Um, it's in this huge collection hanging on my back wall that I'll talk about mm -hmm. at a different time. But I'm looking at this picture of my mom and my aunt and her friends. And... Uh, so they dress up like this to go to um, uh, to catch a rising star concert. And what that is was a concert series put on by the local rock station and class, classic rock station now, KG, uh, KGON 92.3 KGON, um, was the OG stuff of rock and roll. And they used to do these Catch a Rising Star concerts that were 92 cents. And sometimes they would talk, the old DJs from modern time, modern time, like listening, like the last 10 years or so or more, these people have been on there since like 30 years before that. Like Iris, she's the best. 
anyway, they would talk about this stuff. 92 cents to go see Tom Petty. 92 cents to go see Foghat. 92 cents to see Van Halen. Like, that's not a lie at all. That's not made up. That's totally like that happened in Portland, Oregon at the Memorial Coliseum, where this where the concerts where there wasn't a rose garden yet and didn't become the Moda Center yet. But I just think about my mom going to these concerts. That was another thing about her. I, with these stories, I'm I starting to say it's really hard to write up stories about your family. And, um, it's been hard trying to get these stories out the first part of the book because talking about your family is hard. And now it's about to be the holidays. And that's when I really think about that stuff personally. I know other people have different triggers and things with the holidays always trigger a lot of emotions and stories. It helps me like create to be creative with this stuff. Now I didn't always have that, but thankful for that now um but i just i don't know it's this first part of writing the book feels like getting over a hump getting over a speed bump maybe even a mountain um there it's, it's a mixture of like first memories and my actual like other people's stories that i'm involved with because it's my mom and my dad it's not as much like personal first person experience yet we're getting there but it's crazy thinking about this stuff and feeling like i have to tell you everything about her every little thing um but I don't think that's fair to me or you. Um, it's part of the story. You got to fill in the blanks. I got to let you do some work. Um, I just, like I said, I got to give you some context. So you're going to hear a lot more stories about my mom. So you'll be able to make whatever judgment or um, take whatever answer, question and answer you want from it. Um. So I was thinking, so that's the first time my parents met or they really hung out. The first time they met is when my mom kicked him out of their party, like I talked about before. And so they went on this date and obviously things went well. <laughs> mom got in a fight. That's so crazy. Um he wanted to think that's badass. Like if I was my dad, like, Oh, I'm dating this girl that totally kicks asses. <laughs> it just sounds funny. Um, but it's kind of scary at the same time. If it's good, but that was a different time period. You don't know if they do stuff like that. Now it seems like <laughs> to impress people or just to survive. Um, uh, <clears throat> Yeah, so I can't tell you all this stuff, but I did write a little something about her on my notes that I think is worth talking about.
Um, so no, I can't find that right this second, but I did think of a story. So, um, my dad did have this girlfriend before my mom. It was like his high school girlfriend up in like past high school. And my mom kind of stole her away or him away from her a little bit. Like my mom didn't even know this chick, but the chick ended up going totally nuts about it and ended up like stalking my mom and my dad. And I should probably write this in the book. I'm just not sure where, or maybe I already did. I just don't remember where I put it in the manuscript, but this chick um, was literally stalking them. So she showed up in the window a couple times, um, like lurking at late at night. And my mom saw her, my dad saw her. But one time and the very last time, she actually was in the house and like hovering over the bed and they woke up and my mom like literally had told her the last time, like, I'll fucking beat your ass if you come again. Like, do not come again. And she did it. And my mom like beat her up so bad. Like I'd hear the stories from different people. Like some people said plastic surgery. Some people said like normal hospital visit like black and blue like a normal street fight if that sounds relevant i don't know but bad guys ladies and gentlemen everybody like bad and yeah so there's a lot of history there um yeah it's a little night night story for you and the stuff like that's like that's an example of why it's hard. That's my story, but it's really it's my mom's story, but she's told me it like my whole life, or a lot of it. Once I was like old enough to like have a conversation, so like teenager, and be able to ask questions and feel confident and talking about wild stuff, family history. Um, I don't know why I chose that story to share, but I think it's relevant to this family mystery. Yeah, but you know, it's hard writing about your family, but at the same time, this is the other part I was thinking about. It's also like, I'm really grateful for it in the sense that like I'm able to, visit those feelings and work through them and then grow and like see opportunities to get like to have to find peace. It's like not even to be like fixed. That's not the right terminology, but to be like healed, like that's going to be a scar. Like, let's be honest, the hard things that have happened with every family member and whatever in life, but, there's so much like positive and good stuff in there. Once you start dig- digging around and figuring your way around and be able to deal with these things and move forward with these things. <clears throat> That's why I do it just to be brave, face that stuff, share it. Cause other people pro- I know have feel these same trying to go through this journey, have gone through this journey, hope to go through it. Grateful. 
grateful that I can do this thing. Oh, so another thing with my mom. So going to the store or going shopping anywhere, like Walmart was one place we'd go a lot because legit deals, you know, back in the day. And also like Fred Myers, Target, Safeway, any kind of grocery store, clothing store, the mall, people getting too close to you out in public my mom always has like hated that so like that was kind of pass on to me from like situations like traumatic situations that we experience so, like people literally getting too close to her and her fucking flipping out on them and yelling and screaming and like just being totally annoyed and unsettled by people just being terrible people which i get it but if we made the off chance or we made the mistake of giving her a flat tire, which I know I did a couple times and my sister running over, running her over with the cart, not good. Definitely thrown down everything, crashed the cart and just like left. Like we're done, done, done. Yeah. So we learned to behave ourselves and like pray to God that nobody else messed up at the store. So you think about now, like how going to the store, like you want to stay away from people, social distancing, the freaking plague out there going on. And people, I feel like people get close, still get close now. And like some people, you, like bullies, kind of like with driving, and people tailgate you and try to bully you around to go faster or go around you and all that stuff. People do that in person too. It's it's like some weird psychology thing, power struggle BS. I freaking hate it. Anyway, it's probably because of the stuff with my mom. Like you revisit this stuff and you find these little gems. And uh, now with the virus, I feel like. I was prepared for that because I didn't like being close to people anyway. Going to the store has always been like a trauma. And I had to like, people wouldn't know that on the outside. Like on the inside, I'm just like holding it together, trying not to yell at somebody or like correct somebody for not paying attention or being rude, like letting the door slam on you and you drop your drink and your drink explodes everywhere. Back when we had things like Sobeys and giant glass bottles. Yeah, people can be really messed up. But my mom like prepared me for that trauma of dealing with that. And now with the pandemic, like I've definitely, somebody's breathing down my neck. And I just want to pull a mom on them so bad. But I can't. I'm breathing and working through that. But then I think of my mom and I giggle. I was like, man. I feel bad for anybody it gets in her way. <laughs> oh, till next time. Yeah, and I'm definitely thinking about, and I hope you tune in for the podcast where I go and check out some of her uh, concert stubs. Call it a, a journey through music and time and life through my mom's eyes. 
There's a lot of good stuff. There's Elvis, 1977, and Eugene. Not to brag or anything. A lot of Tom Petty. That's a special one. Um, but yeah, you should tune in for that. Until next time. Happy hunting.